welcome to the latest edition of Clean at Work. Today we are chatting with Andrea Chu. Hi, Andrea. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Sarah. Hi, John. Hello. So today we are going to be talking a little bit about your journey into clean and how you brought all of that to the Agile community. So let's start off with why clean? How did you first get into it? Wow. Um, so that was back in 2012. Uh, I was at a conference with Jerry Weinberg and his associates. I think it was a um, Amplify Your Effectiveness workshop. And there was an agile coach from South Korea, of all places, wow. who was uh, sitting next to me at the dinner table. And it was dessert time. And there was uh, a chance to talk about clean language and what that was. And he said, well, I'm not gonna tell you what it is. And um, here, let me just give you an experience. <clears throat> and in that next five minutes, he helped me uncover me learning at my best. And there were things <clears throat> that came out of that that were particularly surprising to me and also, but really deep and impactful. And so, yeah, I guess I took away from that, that this is something I should go learn. Yeah. How did that connect to the other stuff you were doing at the time? Like why? What made oh, um, so, you know, in my career, I've been in IT since 1991 or earlier um, when I was studying my master's degree in public policy and information systems and when I came into the industry in the DC area, um, you know, it was pretty much heads down work and it was pretty much individual work contributing to something that maybe a team put together, but there were really was no concept of team. And by the time 2012 rolled around, of course, a lot had happened. And I was of course really aware that communication in teams and creation of teams and sort of the collective mind hive is the most important factor for creating great products. So, um, and the other part of it was, okay, I had been raising a family and, um, you know, running a business with my then husband and it, it you know, it, there was little time for actual learning you learned during the job you learned while you were doing the work there was very little time for reflection annual reviews were annual reviews when i was an employee and you know did we give feedback to each other in the moment no you know of course i didn't learn all of this in the 5 minutes at that workshop but you know as i came to to learn all the different aspects of the clean um, offerings um you know, that was so rich it is still, yeah, I'm still learning. Absolutely. So were you uh, working uh, in agile at that point or was, was clean first? It's like chicken and egg was clean first or was <laughs> agile first? Um, I think the conference that I went to back with Jerry Weinberg launched me into the agile space. So I came mm. to it pretty late compared to most, but Jerry Weinberg and Esther Derby and Johanna Rothman, all of those folks um, uh, invite people to learn about, you know, 
stellar communication and they attract agile coaches from around the world. So it was at that time that I um, came to learn about the power of agile coaching and the, the wonderful um, connection that the coaches had between them, even spread out across the world. Um, and that inspired me. And so I came back to DC and decided that I wanted to become an agile coach. And, um, and I was in a contract that I couldn't just drop. So it took me quite a while to actually get my first coaching gig, but I, I went pretty much straight from that sort of work in big government to agile coaching consulting type roles. So it sounds like, um, you know, I asked which one came first and they sounds like they came together and therefore yeah. I'm making up that, you know, um, as an agile coach, clean language has always been almost part of, you know, your DNA of, as an agile coach. Well, I didn't, I, I didn't incorporate it right away, but it was always oh, okay. in my mind and I didn't yep. actually, you know, I couldn't get Caitlin Walker, for example, with her systemic modeling, didn't offer mm -hmm. The training right away and so i knew about her work even before she published the book but i didn't know in depth because i hadn't yet traveled to get trained so where did you where did you pick up that where did you travel to it's not you know sounds like you've been on a real adventure with all, all this stuff yes i traveled to liverpool where she lives oh. outside of liverpool and got wow. training there and that was first, I think in 2017, mm. and then periodic visits back. And then I started to bring her in 2018, I think was the first time the spring. And Sarah, you came to that um, series of events in Boston. So yeah, um, I had started though, uh, giving some workshops in clean language in the agile community back in 2014. So I didn't hesitate back then to dive right in, you, you know, and share the clean questions with, uh, with the community. And so that's been really, um, it's really been really fun to keep connected to people who came to some of those workshops. One of the things I love about clean is that you can just use this, like the simple clean questions and deepen your conversations without any other training, or you can, do like the full all the way to level one, like John has or level two, and then like really deepen your knowledge. And there's always more layers. Like you were saying, Andrea, you never stop learning about it, but I think you can get value from, you know, no matter how far you go down that path. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I've had people leave a workshop, one that I gave in New York city, I think. Um, and she wrote to me later about how it completely changed the way their testing was occurring for the product that they developed um, in a very profound way. And I, I wrote that up in a blog, but that touched me so much, you know, that you could just teach some basic listening skills and sort of separate your reaction to what maybe a customer is saying and to actually listen to them longer, to actually pause and let them speak. Um, and a really uh, interesting recent uh, fact that I've learned, I don't know if you're interested, but it's the idea that we think at something like 400 words a minute, but we can only say about 125 to 150 words 
a minute. So what happens to oh. the rest of the thinking? Yeah. yeah. What do you do with that? And and the clean questions oh. allow you to, you know, help people pull that out. I've been lucky enough to go to a couple of agile conferences. Uh, I'm I'm talking about like the big agile, you know, mm-hmm. agile 20, well there wasn't one this year, but agile 2019, um the agile alliance one. Um and I was just surprised how many clean language you know, sessions there were at the conference. I was like, whoa, I didn't realize it was you know, such a big deal. Certainly in uh, England, um, it feels like it's still quite a few kind of years behind in its um, interest, especially within the Agile community. Um, and I heard, I can't remember if you told me or, or Sarah or someone else, that you were one of the first people to talk about clean language um, at the conference. So how long ago was that? Or do you know if it wasn't you who who it was? Well, the, the first time that I did it was 2014. I'm not aware that anybody did it before then. Um, but of course I learned it, I learned about it from other agile coaches. So it was, it was already mm. in the international agile community. Yeah. I think Yves Hanul in Belgium was um, also a, a clean, a uh, savvy person who had interacted with uh, Judy Reese mm-hmm. and um, June Kim, the agile coach in South Korea, who has gone on to um, delve into lots of other really interesting um, coaching modalities adjacent to clean that mm-hmm. he finds more effective for, for his use. Um, but yeah, I think as with anything, you know, there's some universal truths to clean that may exist, you know, that other people use or do uh, that we don't know about in the world. There's 7 billion people in the world and we're a small community here, really. Indeed. So, yeah, I think the other answer though to that, uh, John, is that Agile coaches are learners. And um, I know of some agile coaches who had gone into um, neurolinguistic programming, for example, uh, or others that had gone into hypnosis and learned, you know, ways of uncovering what, you know, is underlying people's words in different ways. Um, And so I think the agile community is a ripe community for bringing, you know, these ideas and for very good reasons, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a great um, you know community for integration of all these different things, and it's it's because of the vastness and broadness of the agile coaching word, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's still emerging, actually. Um, it's still an emerging um, craft that's we you know we're finding our feet. I, at least that's my my thoughts. It's exciting, for sure. <laughs> so. Um, have you got anything else about the history, Sarah, or should we uh, delve into what's next then for, for you, Andrea? So we've talked a bit about the past and the present and, you know, what's what's next? Well, 2020 has been an odd year and uh, no less for me. I, um, I've taken a big pause for myself and I've, um, you know, coming off of a really interesting 2018 and 2019, um, I'm picking some of the threads up from those two years to take forward, I think. Um, but I really don't know what 2021 holds. I can say 
that um, I've been very interested in, um, you know, the communication thread, which is going all the way back to my childhood, really, and pulling that forward. So I, I don't know in what form it will take. I don't know if it's, you know, going deeper into clean and offering clean type workshops, but two things that I am I'm having fun with right now. Um, one is um, clowning and um, a bunch of clean, uh, clean folks went on a clowning training last year in England in 2019. And I found that um, personal development wise that clowning is a really incredibly powerful way to learn about yourself. Wow. Um, yeah. And then um, Alan Alda, who is an American actor, has um, a fantastic book that I read and got interested in what he's doing, which is um, helping scientists and engineers to communicate better through the use of improv. So those wow. two areas are sort of hobby areas, but they also combine with my interests. Um, on a more serious note, perhaps, if, if that works, um, I've also for years been involved in the agenda shift community. And that's uh, led by Mike Burroughs, who um, is an author and a consultant and a community builder. Mm -hmm. And um, he has incorporated clean language questions into his facilitation workshops. And um, I helped him develop something called uh, the 15 minute photo exercise, which allows um, people in a workshop, let's say a strategy workshop or a discovery workshop or, or something similar to that, um, to get into small groups, take a couple of clean questions, take a problem, try to convert it into an outcome find out a little bit more about the outcome and then sort of create a big visual map of where they wanna go. So that's been, that has been a great community to be involved with, to keep a foot in the agile consulting space. And, um, and it's a true alternative to sort of prescribed, you know, strict sort of project management oriented agile, which is sort of what the industry has has taken forward. It's quite outcome-based, isn't it? I've, I've started exploring it more and um, hoping to yeah. use it a lot with my clients uh, this year. Um, yeah. So it always, the, I, I was very against the 15-minute photo exercise originally. Um, mm -hmm. I, I took a, like a, a reaction to it because it didn't involve metaphor. And so mm -hmm. I had this bias that, you know, if we're going to use clean language, the power is really in the, the metaphor. But the more I've kind of explored it and used it and been curious about it, actually, I've kind of let go of that. And, you know, it's an effective tool and um, one that you know, can make a difference. And it gives people an intro into those clean language questions. It absolutely does. And I think, you know, metaphors can trip people up if they don't really understand yeah. them yet. And especially engineers may not. I mean, I don't. I, never like to generalize, but there are some yeah, engineers yeah. that just won't won't take to that. 
And I find that it's very congruent with David Grove's intention, which is to let this stuff be free and put into the world and adapt it as you will, which is the gift of it, really. The one question that we tend to to finish with Uh is um, if you were watching this and you're new to clean language um, and you wanted to start using it in your work, what advice would you give them? Where would you start? Without any training or with training, it really depends. I think um, it's a complicated answer, which you could start with one or two questions and just try them out casually without knowing anything. I think probably everybody starts there. Um, Listen to a bunch of uh, audio recordings. Um, uh, There's plenty out there and we can put some in the show notes but do go get some training and join the community, I would say is the best way. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Uh, And for our viewers, um, if you did enjoy it, please do like and subscribe. We're nearly up to that 100 subscribers now, which is why we're trying to get to, so we can have our fancy URL. Awesome, okay. Nice to see you. Bye. Bye. Bye.